Shallowy driving it toward the back post for Zussi, who puts it back across, and Shelton slots it home! Zussi can have a hit from here, he does, and Graham Zussi re-elect! Graham Zussi! Shallowy knocks it in! The Hungarian assassin has given Sporting KC the lead! It's Russell! This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Now your host, Nate Bucati. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for Sporting Kansas City Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you do all that stuff. We are glad to be back and we are ready for the 2023 season. This is the first Sporting KC show of a brand new year, just a couple of days away from the start of the 2023 campaign as Sporting Kansas City will be in Portland to open up the year at Providence Park. My name is Nate Bucati. I am joined, as always, by the one and only Allie Trost-Martin. Allie, how are you? Nate, I am great. How are you? Doing wonderful, and of course, we've got the always effervescent Connell McCourt with us as well. Connell, how are you, buddy? I'm fantastic, mate. Excited for a new MLS season. How are you? Let's go. Let's go. That's the kind of enthusiasm we're looking for. And look, you might be able to tell by listening to this right now that I'm not in the same room with Allie and Connell. Those two are in Kansas City. I am in Scottsdale, Arizona, where Sporting KC will be wrapping up training camp and headed to Portland, hopefully, if the weather allows. Apparently, there's an epic snowstorm in Portland, like a historic-level snowstorm in Portland right now. So we'll see how that all goes. But they are scheduled to head to Portland tomorrow. And, and we will begin here, uh, after I lay out the menu, with some uh, with, with a pretty big announcement about all of this stuff. But uh, Connell and Allie are back in Kansas City. I'm at training camp at Arizona. Uh, I'm going to be getting on a different plane, going in a different place, and, and we'll get to all that in a moment. Um, but, but first First off, laying out the show for you, uh, there's a big announcement today regarding Peter Vermees actually came out yesterday signing a big contract extension, five-year contract extension for Sporting KC. We're going to talk about the details of that, and uh, we're going to have a long-form interview. I sat down with Peter for a good 20 minutes just previewing the season, talking about We didn't really talk about his contract. We talked about just what's going on with the club. You want to know about the club and where they're headed this year. So I spent a long time with Peter in his office. This week we're going to play that interview for you coming up in just a little bit. We'll talk about the brand-new playoff format. We just got it this week, just in time for the start of the season with Major League Soccer. We'll give you our thoughts on that, and we'll just kind of go down the news and notes of this team, get you ready. This is kind of your primer for the start of the 2023 season. So that's all coming up on the show. We're very excited about that, and we'll preview this Sporting KC Portland game as well. But, guys, we got some news Uh, And and I I will just be perfectly honest with you on this. This is the type of thing that uh, I have a lot of mixed emotions about, to be perfectly honest, because uh, I mentioned that uh, the team's going to be flying from Arizona to Portland. I'm not going to be flying with that team. I'm going to be getting on a plane and flying elsewhere to call a different Major League Soccer game. I'll be doing the Colorado Rapids versus Seattle for FS1 on Sunday night, and I'm very excited about that opportunity. You might have seen a news release that that uh, I have um, signed on with MLS to do games for Apple and for Fox this year. But that also means that I am no longer going to be the lead commentator for Sporting Kansas City, which leads us to the big news And that news is something that, uh, by the way, just saying that out loud just kind of gives me a pang in my chest because being the the lead play-by-play commentator for Sporting KC for the past eight years has been the thrill of a lifetime and something that uh, honestly exceeded any expectations or childhood dreams I ever had of a job. And uh, to say out loud that I'm not going to be doing that job anymore is, uh, is very difficult. But what brings a smile back to my face is that I have the distinguished pleasure to introduce to you, Sporting Kansas City fans, your new voice and face. And her name is Allie Trost-Martin. 
And I wish we had a soundtrack of a studio applause right now. <laughs> Connell's clapping. I'm getting emotional. If I'm going to walk away from this, there is only one person I would want to hand the baton off to. And it's a person that I have been a fan of since the day I saw her doing sidelines on her own dime at Children's Mercy Park, interviewing players, posting it on the web herself uh, because of how much passion and dedication she has to the sport of soccer and to Kansas City and to this club. And uh, I don't even really need – I thought about, like, man, I'm going to encourage the sporting Kansas City fans. Really give Allie your support. I don't need to do that. The sporting fans love you, Allie. I think they're going to be thrilled. You're going to do a tremendous job. We're so excited for you. And uh, congratulations. You, Ali Trost Martin, the voice of Sporting Kansas City. What do you think? I feel like such a geek right now because I'm yeah. smiling so big. Yeah. Connell's looking at me probably like, <laughs> okay, psycho, relax. Um, I'm so, whew, like, honored. And I, Nate couldn't have bigger shoes to fill um, in this role. You have done such an amazing job, and we are all so proud of you um, and can't wait for the entire country and the entire world all mls fans you know from every end of the earth to get to watch or listen to you watch you and hear your passion for this league come through in those games and i just can't wait to keep you know growing as a broadcaster and doing so by getting to cover this team and be the face and the voice of a team that has literally been there with me since the very, very start of my career. Like you said, you know, going out to games somehow, I don't even, I still don't really understand how or why Robo and Patrick let me go down with a Nikon camera and do field interviews when like, I just still don't know how that was a thing, but you know, that was just one step to to get me to this point. And if you had asked, if you had told me, like even six months ago, a year ago, that this would be something that would even be, um, kind of on the horizon for me, I would have t- told you you were crazy. But at the same time, I think you know this is something I feel so just ready for, and I could not be more excited to just jump right in and and pick up where we left off. I know it was really bittersweet at the end of last year for us as broadcasters and and for the fans as well to have this change to our our local broadcast. But, you know, those were some of the best memories ever getting to, you know, work those games with you, uh, Nate and Jacob and our entire broadcast crew, Brad Mertel, our producer, Todd Kenzie, like every, every game was just a dream come true. And so getting to continue that dream in this new role, calling games with Jacob Peterson, who will not be available this weekend, but Sam Cobson filling in, um, is just going to be so fun. Such an exciting challenge. I can't wait. Yeah. Just to, to keep growing and doing so with a club that I have so much love and respect for. So it's going to be a fun time sporting KC fans. And I just, I can't wait to, to keep this thing going. And and uh, an inspiring lesson for all of you out there. Um, we can tie into this show because we've we've actually talked about these conversations with the great Benny Failhaber on this show. But uh, Benny delivered a message to me a few, quite a few years ago now, um, when he asked me how come I wasn't doing uh, games on national television, and I had only been doing the sporting games for a couple years at that time. And I and I said, well, I. Haven't even really considered that. I'm just trying to get my feet on the ground and, and prove that I can be a soccer commentator in the first place. And his answer, and he said to me, uh, you need to make sure you don't limit yourself in life. You know, that, yeah. that, was, that was advice he got from Vincent Company when he was in Germany who convinced him that he could be a, a national team player. And then he ended up you know, playing in the World Cup. And he said, don't, don't limit yourself. You know, push yourself to things that you think are unreasonable. And uh, I transferred that down to Ali <laughs> when you were doing an amazing job on the sidelines and all of that. And, and we talked and I said, you know, you can do play-by-play. And uh, and you've taken that challenge. You've continued to grow. You just called uh, She Believes Cup on HBO Max last week. You're growing as a broadcaster in all these ways by stepping out of your comfort zone. And you're just going to do an incredible job. And, and isn't it nice to uh, to be able to – and that's my, my advice. That's what I'm trying to inspire people with here is – be like Ali. Challenge yourself to do things that maybe you hadn't thought about before. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and, and learn and grow because that's when the best growth happens. And then all of a sudden you're in a position like her that you maybe didn't even dream of a couple years ago. Is that, is that a yeah, fair thing to say, Ali? Absolutely. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to you, Nate, as well, because you're one of the the number one people, you know, in my life who really like 
inspired me to do this and made me believe that I could do it as well. And, you know, it's it's important to have people, you know, share that they see those things in you when they do, because sometimes it's hard to always see those things in ourselves. And I know for me, you know, when I wanted to get into sports broadcasting, I only had a a handful of roles in mind because those are just the things that I had seen as a young woman coming up who loved sports, who loved to play the game of soccer and then eventually wanted to, you know, work in the sport. And you, I'm a big believer in, you know, you, you got to see it to believe it sometimes. And I do think, you know, being able to step into a role that I didn't see a lot of people like me doing uh, is scary. But I also hope that in doing so, I can, you know, also be that for somebody, um, you know, a, another little girl out there or any young fan. Well, you broke who wants the mold, be, haven't you? Like you're, broadcaster. Like, I hope that they, breaking. you know, that's important to me. And, and I... Um, yeah, I, I just I really hope that that can be something that, you know, is part of my legacy as I keep developing that and, and growing that here. But, you know, I just want to thank you for uh, for always encouraging me. And 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 I'm, you know, a, a side note to this is I'm also just really excited to get to share more stories about these players and um you know, and, and this team and this club, because I will say that was something that was so cool the last couple of years, getting to travel with the team all the time, be around the team all the time and all these training sessions and everything. There are countless stories to share. So now with maybe just a little bit more airtime, I'll have the chance to, um, you know, get even more of those across. But, you know, that's something that, Nate, you've done such a great job of. Our, our entire crew has always put a premium on making sure that the fans feel connected to this team. And so to continue to do that here um, is just something I'm, I'm honored to to do humbled to do and i'm just like itching to get back to children's mercy park for the first game at the stadium it's going to be electric and uh it like you said nate a little bittersweet as well it's uh and, and you're gonna have to wait a couple of weeks uh because <laughs> <laughs> with it, the sporting opens up with two road games i i guess i can say this now too the schedule's been put out i'm uh i'm really excited about this my first game on apple tv will be the sporting kansas city at colorado rapids game in week two so uh, when i get to make uh, my apple debut i'll get to do it calling a sporting kansas city game it just kind of worked out that way and um, i'm really excited about that but um more importantly, I just want everybody to know if you're a diehard sporting fan, you're listening to this show right now, you probably are. You're going to get all kinds of amazing content from Allie through the course of the year. She'll be doing digital content on the Apple TV uh, app with the MLS season pass. If you've already, if you haven't already gotten it, make sure you get it and uh, you'll see the amazing uh, suite that's just dedicated to Sporting KC content. She's going to be cranking out content like that every single week. And uh, we'll be doing the Sporting KC show still. Here's the cool thing about this this little you know baton pass is I'm still going to be on the Sporting Kansas City show, but Allie's going to host it going forward. So you're listening to the last <laughs> time that I'll be bringing it in and out of commercial breaks unless Allie's out of town for some reason or something like that. Um, so I, I'm excited for that, too. So that's all coming up. I, I want to get to guys before we, we take a break and, and, uh, and throw to the Peter Vermees interview that I had. That is the big news. Peter Vermees signed uh, much bigger than our news, Allie, honestly, <laughs> when it comes to, to the club. I did not uh, sign the, that the... kind of contract. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Vermees, it was announced yesterday, signed to a five-year extension through 2028. He's entering his fifth season as Sporting's manager. I have not double-checked this, and I don't know if you guys have, but I was told that Peter Vermees is the third longest active head coach yeah, right. in major professional soccer in the world. Yeah, that sounds... Sorry, sounds, I, how I about jumped that? in there. I, I, in the U.S., I thought it was, no? No, I think it's in the entire I, world. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I think he's great. the longest tenured in the U.S. Mm. and then the third longest in the world. Mm. Um, here's some of the, I'll just read from the news release so we don't butcher any of this anymore. Entering his 15th season as Sporting's manager, Vermees has hoisted four major championships. Uh, we know those, the three uh, U.S. Open Cups and the MLS Cup. He is the league's fourth winningest coach all time with 183 regular season victories. His four major trophies ranked third among active head coaches. Behind only Bruce Arena and Bob Bradley. Of course, uh, Bob Bradley's now with Toronto, and Bruce is now with the New England Revolution. He is the only active MLS manager to win three U.S. Open Cup titles. So uh, the point is, 
consistency with Sporting Kansas City, Connell, is uh, is a hallmark and in large part because Peter Vermees has been here and he's going to be here for five more. Your reaction to that news, Connell? Um, well, it's certainly it's it's a big vote of confidence in, in Peter, and if you've been around him, obviously you know why that type of thing is given to him because. It's it's said a lot in the the press release. The committee's a strategic thinker. He's always kind of thinking ahead. He's you can't really think of someone who you would prefer to have at the top of an organization, and one that he obviously cares deeply about. So there's stuff there he thinks he has unfinished business, obviously because this is going to take him to 2028, and hopefully a couple of cups along the way. But he certainly he set a stall out and winning four trophies already. So if he keep that type of uh, momentum going, then I think it'll be good for sporting fans and for him and for the team and for the city. For everyone, I think it's great news all round. And obviously great news for yourself and Ali as well. Just sorry to bring it back to that, but I'm elated for both of you. You really deserve both of these opportunities. So, yeah, great news for the city. Okay, now kind of rank in order of one, (laughs) two, and three, which of these contracts (laughs) is... No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I want to add to that, too. I thought this was interesting, and Sam McDowell tweeted this, that Peter Vermees reportedly turned down a chance to interview for the U.S. men's national mm-hmm. team head coaching job that is currently open. And, you know, I, I he's said this before, and, you know, it's a very common phrase, but, you know, the grass isn't always greener. And I think it, it takes a – it is a very special quality to know, and it's a very special situation to find a place where you feel like – you are so in lockstep with the individuals you're working alongside. And that's how I know Peter and this ownership group is and, and the entire coaching staff. And that consistency has been a, a key part of, of what they've built here. But to know that, like, no matter what happens from season to season, you feel like you are in the environment where you can keep challenging, growing, and reaching new heights without having to jump ship and go elsewhere. And I think that that is something that is so unique to sporting. And it's also something that's just a, it's just a unique situation Regardless, it's not often that you find a place that you can go into and keep, you know, kind of doing the things that you all collectively are setting out to do and creating that environment that can help everyone be successful. And that's something that they've all found together and is is why Peter doesn't want to go in and coach the men's national team because of the setup that he's got here in Kansas City and how. Um, it's and, and how much he loves working for this club. And as you say, like it's it, it's a testament to the man. Really, it's he still feels like he has something to achieve here. And a lot of people think you know the grass is always greener, as you said. And it's not like look at teams even as lately. Like look at Leeds, type of big big teams who are just letting go of managers and having no one to come in and replace them. So mm-hmm. the fact that you have a manager that's been there for so long and Nate read out the list of accolades there, a lot of coaches would be happy enough to ride off into the sunset with that type of <laughs> with yeah. that type of backing behind them. But he's obviously he knows he wants to achieve more, he thinks he can achieve more, so that's the type of guy I think you would want at the top of your sporting organization. Boy, when I'm hearing all this stuff about the grass being greener, right after I talked about how Ali is going to be the voice of Sporting Kansas City going forward, I'm, I'm getting hit again. It's just, you know, the point is, guys, it's just such a well-run organization from top to bottom. Yeah. There's consistency. There is a standard of expectations. There's a set culture and a way of doing things. And Peter Vermees obviously has built the vast majority of that in this club. Ownership sees it. He sees the value he has and the fact that the owners value what he's done here. And, uh, and it's just it's great to see that they're going to be continuing forward and, and maintaining this same level for Sporting Kansas City for years to come. On that note, we'll go ahead and take a break, and we'll have my sit-down interview with Peter Vermees in the upcoming segment. This is the first edition of the 2023 Sporting Kansas City Show. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we are back in Scottsdale, Arizona for the final week of Sporting Kansas City preseason and the first Sporting KC show of the year as uh, Sporting gets ready to embark on the 2023 season in Portland the first weekend of the year. And it's great to get a chance to catch up with some of the guys as they get ready for the season to start. And now it's time to talk with Sporting Kansas City Sporting Director and Manager Peter Vermees. Peter, how you doing? I'm doing well, Nate. Uh, you know, obviously long off season, but happy to uh, happy to be back and 
um, getting ready to start. And it's, I think for the players as well, I think everybody's happy that uh, we're getting ready for the first game here in about a week. Okay, so you called a long off season, and of course, part of that's because you guys didn't make it as far as you usually do in the in the in the postseason last year. Didn't make it to the postseason, but you closed out the season so strongly. Once you had Eric Tommy and Willie Agata in the fold and all of that, and I'm wondering is is there a real momentum that exists from the end of last season that you saw carry into this preseason? Uh, it's, it's it's a good question, but I would say to you that what I've what I've noticed over the years is that it's very hard, especially in a salary cap world, to um, use last season as this incredible motivator. Unless unless you truly bring all your players back, which doesn't really happen for so many different reasons, um, and and each season now becomes a new. It's just you're embarking on a new journey with with the group that you have. So um, I, I do think that you know some of the the, the new players that we've brought in. Um, including some of the players that have been here before. You know, we're still trying to gel all those guys together, but I do think that there is a, um, like any team, there's this uh, excitement to start the season. There's there's uh, a, a lot of motivating factors that go into that. And and um, I, I'm excited because I, I know that there's going to be different challenges that are going to come over the course of this year. Um, some of that being early with being a little bit patient with guys that are still coming back, like Alan Polito, Gotti Kinda, they've done some, you know, some uh, great work to get to the place where they're at now, and they're really, really close. But I also, and I say the patience, the patience is, is that you don't all of a sudden get too excited, try to throw them in and, and put them into situations that maybe that physically they're not capable of withstanding. And that might be, you know, you can't throw them into a 90-minute game, but they may have... 10, 20 minutes here, and you got to keep building week after week and make sure that it's not really so much the injury that they had, but it's really the other aspects of their body that you got to make sure that they're prepared and ready for and they don't get injured there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a marathon like always, and so you don't want to put yourself in a bad spot early on. We'll, we'll get to that marathon here in a second, but I do want to go back to you talked about it being a long off season. It was a little bit of a different off season too, one for the length of it, but also – there was a World Cup that happened. Usually that happens right in the middle of your season. How different was that for you? With just Were you able to watch more of it um, and, and just getting to watch a World Cup in the middle of the holidays? Uh, I, I did. I, I got to watch. I mean, I think I watched every single game. Uh, at, at the same time, I also got a chance to, in one respect, watch it as a coach, but also enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, yeah, it was – I don't think the players – probably liked it that much um, i never really spoke to a lot of guys around and i haven't really uh, read or you know heard too much or whether they did or didn't i don't know if anybody really did too much uh, uh reporting on that piece of it but what i would say is is that i think it's it was hard for them um i really do i, I feel bad for a lot of guys that actually didn't get a chance to play like Benzema couldn't be with France. I think he's a player that definitely deserved to be in the World Cup and he didn't get that opportunity because of the injuries. Mane, just guys like that that missed. Um, and and that, that part that part's sad for those guys. But um, it was it was a, it was a great great event though to watch during that time. And the guys like the leagues in Europe are are maybe witnessing what you've had to deal with in the past, which is. They had a break in the middle of their season, and then they get a bunch of guys that just got exhausted at the World Cup coming back for the most important stretch of the season. You can probably identify with what that challenge was like in, in years past, right? It, it is, and I think also the other thing too for them is is that you got to even look at from the beginning when they started in the in the fall and they went up leading up to you know their break to let all their players go to their national teams. Even that, I'm sure there was a lot of players that were incredibly calculated in the way that they were going about their business at that time. So the competitive level of the teams was different for, for coaches. And then, and then when you come back, look at uh, Phil Foden was in, was like on fire mm -hmm. in the first half. And, you know, he hasn't featured all that much at all. And one of the things that, uh, um, you know, Pep Guardiola talked about was how um, out of form he was and, and he wasn't fit enough to play for them. And that's, you know that that's amazing. You think he played the fall, he played in the World Cup, and now here he is. He's he's not he's not even featuring back at Man City. So, I, I think they're having to deal with that. I know what that's like. Um, I'm just glad I don't have to. Yeah, and, and MLS doesn't have to deal with it this time. There, there were a lot of internationals in the league that played in that World Cup, but I'm guessing they should be in better shape coming back here, right? Since you guys don't start until uh, here late February. Yeah, I would think for those situations, it's probably more. 
how do you how do you uh, give those guys time off but still keep them moving with the team because you also don't want to to, to uh, you know overcook them this early in the, in the season when you're just starting. Okay, so the the there are some things that will be different about Major League Soccer this year. You, you talked about growing pains and all that. Broadcast rights are going to be different, and I know that doesn't really affect you guys directly as much, but the League's Cup is a brand-new competition that's right in the middle of the season. I don't know about you. I think it's fascinating and really exciting to see how this thing's going to play out. How much does that alter? I know you're the type of person that you, you, you have an idea of a plan for the entire season and how it's going to go. How does this new competition affect things with you as you get ready for the season? I'm, I'm, I'm always open to those things like I don't I don't get closed off and sit there and go why are we doing no, no I actually think that there's uh, a lot of excitement from me and interest to see how this competition is going to play itself out I think the fact that we are stopping major league soccer for that period of time so that we can focus on that competition helps um, meaning from a management of your roster so that's mm-hmm. a that's a really good thing uh, I also think that it's going to give you opportunities for other guys to play um, and to continue, because I think our rosters are getting stronger and stronger over the years. And so, you know, players want to play. And so with these competitions, I think it gives you an opportunity to do that and give them that ability to play in games. Uh, and then I also think, you know, everybody talks about the competition between us and Liga, uh, Liga Mex. And this is going to be an interesting way to, to uh, participate in, in, a, in a tournament like that. I love the fact that it's in the United States, mm-hmm. so we don't have to travel again um, for them. I think it's a little bit of their preseason, if you will, um, to play in some of these games. Okay, we're visiting with Peter Vermees on the Sporting Kansas City Show. Let's get to your team now a little bit. And and I, I do want to start with what you've got coming back before we talk about the uh, the newcomers that, that are joining the squad. And I do want to start with Eric Tommy and Willie Agata again because so many times in the past I felt like, when, especially when you guys have made midsummer acquisitions – it's going to take a little while for the guys to understand the system, to learn what's expected of them and, and fit in with the team. And it didn't seem like that transition period happened for those two at all. How surprised were you by that? And then is it fair to say they can take an, another step forward even now that they've had a little bit of time with the team in preseason? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not a predicting guy by any means. What I am, though, is is that I think you don't come in and play the way they did, and then all of a sudden, you know, that was just a one-hit wonder and it's over. I I think the idea is to get them back to that form again. As I said earlier, what I don't expect is I don't expect everybody to be firing on all cylinders in, in, in week one. It, it just if you are, I think you set yourself up for major failure at the end of the year. What I do think, though, is, is that you, you have to show progress as the season goes on. And I think for those guys, yeah, they they should feel good. They know the league. They know you know everything about it they 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 know what the style of play is they know what uh the travel uh is like they they know the different places that we're going to play they have all that under their belt what what now is going to be the big test is is you know how do we progress over time with a lot of guys coming back into the team but i do think that those two guys they still have great qualities that they're going to continue to add to our team as we move forward Okay, so let's take a look at the midfield a little bit because you have some some returning players like Roger and Eric. And, of course, you, you had a, a great season from start to finish from Remy Voltaire. You've got some young guys like Felipe Hernandez who, who continue to develop, and you've brought a couple of new faces in. How do you feel overall about the depth of that position group in the midfield right now? Again, when, when you go to health, right, because, you know, we, have, we didn't say anything about Gotti Kenda, mm-hmm. right? Because he's there and he's progressing in a good way. Um, you have Redoya that you brought in, um, another player. Um, brought in Danny Flores, who's a young kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jake Davis and, and Cam Duke are two other guys. Jake Davis has been very good in our preseason. He's uh, His focus and concentration has been really good. And so that continued progression by all those guys, again, is so important because – it's going to be different times during the course of this year, like it has happened over the last so many years since COVID. And that is you you have to be able to, um, at times, use those guys and have them contribute to the team in a meaningful way. Uh, they've gotten opportunities in this past year, which is good, and the year before. And and now as they continue to progress in, in their evolution as a player, they're going to have to continue to make that impact when they get those chances moving forward. What I will say is that health is it goes back to health, having guys that are available, having guys that are 
fit enough to play, you know, significant minutes is is going to help everyone in that part of the field because it's it's you know it's the work it's the workhorse of your team mm-hmm. it's 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 the it's the engine and so to be able to have a, a an opportunity to move guys in and out and again I would say this Roger will have his um, participation in that part of the field as well and I think the other thing too is is that we have to be able to move the team around we have to be able to change the team around at times um, not just with personnel but maybe even formation at times as well. Okay, on the back line, you've you've brought in some reinforcements at left back. Uh, we'll get to the center back situation in just a moment. But how do you feel overall about the fullbacks that you have returning in, and then of course Leibold being uh, one of the newcomers? Yeah, I, I think I, I think we got some 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 strong wide players. I really do. Um, again, I think on the right side, you know, Zeus is always a a consistent a, a consistent player in that position. Um, every year, you know, KP has to keep making the jumps. Um, that's an important aspect. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, on the left side, uh, we look good. Uh, I, I think we have a, a, a good smattering of guys. I think, um, uh, Ben was a, was a real steady player there last year. Um, he's, he's, he's a consistent guy. He knows what the league is about. So you're going to get that from him. Um, you got, you, you know, you have, uh, Ndembe who, I think last year started out really well, got an injury. It was hard for him to come back out of it. Um, he has he has work to do. He has to continue to get better. And then we brought in Leibold, who has a lot of experience, um, a player that's good in the final third. Uh, he's quick. He's good with the ball. Um, but again, he still needs some more time with us to, to, to really understand how we play and also see the league a lot more because any games that he played here with us, um, they, they're not MLS games. And until you yeah. start to experience that, that's when it really starts to change. And then, of course, center back. I mean, I know there's a lot of conversation there. You've lost Courtney Ford. It's a really sad story with all the work he had put in uh, to have an Achilles injury like that. You've brought in Robert Castellanos, um, and, and you also have players like Robert Volader who have come back. You, you drafted a center back as well. Um, how are you able to kind of evaluate the pairings so far in preseason? Is that going to be a work in progress as you go into the season as well? Yeah, I, I do think it is. I mean, I think if, if I'm if I'm one of those players that you mentioned, I'm I'm actually happy because – that would mean that I'm, I'm at somewhere I'm gonna get into my opportunity. When I do, I, I, I got to take it, right? Because that's that's why I'm here, right? To play. So if I'm them, I'm excited. Um, we're still in in the market for another one, uh, but you know, it's this is where you have to again, and I, and I hate saying it this way. It's 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 a hard, probably the hardest job in the business is acquiring players. Yeah, you can go out and get somebody and sign somebody. That that's that's easy. That you know, hiring somebody, you know, f- uh, signing somebody is an easy thing. The right person is the hard thing. And so there's a lot of different things that you're looking at. You're looking at the technical, the tactical, the physical, the psychological. You know, can, have they have they been outside their country? If they haven't, are they of an age that they can do it now? Are they ready for the challenge? Are they ready for for this new adventure? Mm-hmm. There's all these different things that you're looking at. At the same time, you also got to find a player that you also see fitting into the team, not, not, you know, just one year, more than likely, if you sign somebody real, it's probably going to take a contract. That's probably two, three years. And now you got to sign that player. Do you feel comfortable enough to do it? Have you done enough work and research on that player to make sure that you're, you're, you're uh, uh, making a good decision from a percentage perspective that they're going to fit. That sounds like that's something that would take some, some personal discipline to not, you know, you can go slap a Band-Aid on something right now if you see an immediate need, but you got to think long term, right? Instead of just looking at what you're immediately, you know, working on right now. It, it is. It, it does. It, it takes. It takes that. It takes uh, a belief in the guys that you have. Um, you know, I'm not. I, I, the idea is not to sit back and sit there and say, "Hey, well, the guys that we have, they're not good enough." That, that's not. That's not what the thought process is. I think. A roster is not something that's finished. It never is. Because mm-hmm. what's happening is, is that the players within that roster are are evolving. They're, they're, some guys are, are – everybody's moving somewhere, right? They're either – they're moving ahead. They're kind of staying with their same progression or they're, they're, falling, they're falling backwards. And, and why they're falling backwards is because maybe the rest of the group is just moving ahead. Mm-hmm. And so 
you're constantly evaluating that all the time. You also have situations like we talked about. I mean, you're 100% right. It's sad for Courtney and for the team because I think, number one, you know, we had an exit interview last year and I had, you know, I'd made it a real point to a lot of the guys and just said, if you're going to be ready for the season, it's going to be because of all you, the work you do in the offseason. And so that will set you up to have a good preseason and your preseason then will lead into a, 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 a good regular season. He, he did the work. I watched him. I, I saw him many a days at, at, you know, at the facilities, coming in himself early in the morning. I mean, really doing the work. And I, and I feel bad when a guy puts that kind of effort and time in uh, and gets injured like he did. And now he's basically going to miss the season. But that's part of also what we do. And so we have to figure out um, solutions to that. And again, you have a choice. Do you want to just jump in and, and make this really quick decision, as you said, maybe put a Band-Aid on something? Or are you going to try to be a little bit more patient and pick the right move? Okay, so now you do get ready for that season. And I know you've told me over the years, it usually takes a handful of games at least before you really have a good handle on what your team is. And so how much do you still have to learn about this team as you get ready for the regular season? I think that I think the difference with this team is, is that you have you're starting the season without some players that are going to already be in just because of different things. And, and most of it is, is a, is a, is a fitness situation, right? They're, they're either coming back from injury or they haven't had enough time with us in preseason. It's just a number of things like that. So what's going to happen is, is those guys are going to be at different times during this, you know, first 10 games, they're going to be entering into the team at different points. So it's very hard to say up front, like, Hey, that's your team, or this is what your team looks like, or, I think it's going to be more a work in progress over, you know, the the season to see where you get to. And I think that's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting because you're going to be getting guys back that you haven't seen in a while. And now you're going to be like, how do I get those qualities back into the team and, and you know, make them uh, productive for us again? And that's going to be fun because mm-hmm. you're getting good quality players to come back into the team. Yeah. Um, so just a real quick thought, because the first game is coming up against Portland. Always a tough place to play. What are your thoughts on the Timbers as uh, and, and, and by the way, also starting the season off with two road games to begin? I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but maybe specifically uh, th- this Portland team you're going to be facing on Saturday. Uh, I'll address the the uh, the first the, the 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 road games. I think um, you know traditionally we've always played at least our first game on the road just because of weather in Kansas City. They try to put it somewhere where you know they know they'll get the game off and it's not going to be a big snowstorm. So we've done that many a times. I guess when I'm not I'm not you know overly concerned from that point of view. I, I think uh, look I I think doing two in a row it's it's a bit of a challenge for sure. Years ago, I did 10 in a row. That was that was a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand that at some point we're going to get back to our place and, and hopefully we'll be um, progressing in a good way by that time. And so, uh, you know, it's always, yeah, you're right. Portland, tough place to play no matter first game, last game, middle of the season, doesn't matter. Always a tough place to play. Always a good team, a, a, a tough defensive team and, and, and a team that competes. And so... You know, it's going to be the opening game. The opening game is going to be it's going to be about competing. Um, and that's that's what we're preparing for. Peter, thank you so much for the time. I think we're all ready. We're excited for the season to get started and uh, good luck up uh, in Portland on Saturday. Thanks, Nate. All right. That is Peter Vermees. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more of the Sporting Kansas City show from down here in Scottsdale, Arizona, the last week of training camp for SKC right after this. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to the Sporting Kansas City Show. First one of 2023, and I'm already, Nate, sorry, kicking you to the curb. I'm already back. You don't even get a full episode. No, I'm kidding. Um, great interview, great stuff with manager Peter Vermees. Signed an extension through 2028 with the club. Really exciting stuff there. And uh, now let's talk about the team. Let's move, move over and talk about the group coming into 2023 for Sporting Kansas City. A lot of unfinished business from last year with the team missing out on the postseason. And a couple players out, Ori Roselle from the midfield and Nicholas Isimat-Marin from the defensive back line, center back, uh, but some new faces in. So, Nate, you've been out in Arizona. Uh, Can you run through the list of new additions for Sporting and maybe a couple of things that have stood out to you watching this group in training? 
Yeah, I think the biggest question is going to be at that center back position where Isimat Mirin is gone. And, of course, one of the biggest bits of news that's happened so far in camp is a really sad piece of news with Courtney Ford suffering that Achilles injury. I think everybody, talking to everybody out here, everybody just feels so bad for Courtney. And Peter was really adamant with me about how much work Courtney had done to get himself ready to take advantage of this opportunity this year. And then a bad stroke of luck happens like that. So everybody's heart goes out to Courtney Ford with the injury that he has. But so for right now, that means that that there's, there's three young, players who are kind of battling for a spot on the center back line and they brought in Robert Castellanos who's got a little bit of Major League Soccer experience with Nashville. They drafted Chris Rendove. He's getting a lot of rave reviews. He was signed to a first team contract uh, being drafted out of Maryland and you know let's be honest Sporting haven't put a lot of emphasis on the draft in the past few years. I think they are starting to reemphasize it a little bit, and I think they really feel like they might have gotten somebody that can help them out in Chris Rindo, but he's young and he's new. And then, of course, you know, Robert Voliter, who is back from last year, the U-22. He's a young player who got some time uh, in the in the – Major League Soccer setting last year for Sporting KC. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they, they handle that center back spot. And Peter Vermees has said they're going to keep looking for center backs as well. But we know one thing about Sporting. They're not going to panic. They're not going to just throw a bunch of money at a, at a short-term fix. They're, they're going to be patient, trust the guys that they have, and then see if they can bring somebody else in that makes sense for the long term. The other new names, guys, uh, at left back, Tim Leibold comes into the mix. I'm going to be interested to see how that battle goes with him and Ben Sweat, who I thought really came on strong at the end of last year. And then in the midfield, Nemanja Radoya, he's he's had a little bit of a knock in training, so we'll see how fit he is coming into the season. I think they'll try to be cautious with him, but he's you know, hopefully going to provide some depth and, and maybe the starting option at, uh, at the number six position. But we also found out last year that uh, they, they, they feel like, you know, Remy Voltaire can play that position quite well if needed. And then uh, I think an interesting player that's been brought in is Danny Flores, young player that, that has a lot of upside and potential. It might take a little while for him to work his way into the rotation, especially in what is now a crowded midfield, but I think they're very positive on his upside. So some good, exciting young names, and then, you know, a veteran defender in Leibold coming into the mix as well, guys. So uh, we will see some new faces for sports. KC as the season goes on for sure. Well, and some good healthy competition in some of these these spots as well. Connell, when you look at the offseason for sporting so far, and you know, unfortunately Nate, like Nate mentioned with the injury to Courtney Ford, just devastating, honestly. Anyone uh, who knows his story and how much he's overcome, it was just gutting to see um, him suffer a season-ending injury like that. But when you look at this list of, of players, is there a name that stands out to you and just one that you're excited to see them kind of come into the fold this season? Um, I'm excited to see Tim uh, Leibold. Uh, He's, I mean, he comes in with quite a pedigree. He's played a, a lot of games in Germany and stuff, so he'll be bringing with him a lot of experience and stuff onto that backline, which, it, you know, it may take a wee while to gel just because of all the, the moving parts, as you said, that devastating injury to Courtney just was just awful. But, I mean, that's football. It's it's sad, and it, sporting, they just have to kind of move on and see who they can have to fill his spot but I'm, I'm excited to see Tim I'm excited to see Danny Flores as well he when he came and I, I originally thought he was kind of a number 10 he says himself he's a bit more of a box-to-box player so be interesting to see bags of uh, bags of ability it seems bags of uh, talent and he seems like he has an engine as well so hopefully some of the younger guys as well that uh, Nate mentioned as well Chris, Chris Rindove as well coming in he's here he's very vocal and he he's not scared to mix it up with uh, some players in that are already playing at this level. So a lot of upside, I think. And then you also have the players coming back who have been around the club, the likes of Felipe, the likes of uh, Cam Duke and stuff, who all have an extra year under them yeah. of MLS experience. So a good core coming back. And, uh, of course, we haven't even spoke about the injured players that are returning from last season as well. So a lot to be optimistic about, I think. What about yourself? Yeah, well, and some of those young guys like Felipe uh, Hernandez and Cam Duke kind of got thrown into the fire at times last mm-hmm. year with some of those injuries. Um, and then, of course, you know, it's not just about the new faces coming into the team this year, but also the players that were brought in midway through last year and of course, mm-hmm. Eric Tommy in the midfield, Willie Agata up top, two uh, individuals who didn't just come in and 
eh, like, you know, it made a little bit of an impact. No, they completely changed the entire makeup of this team and almost got Sporting Kansas City in a position to squeeze their way into the playoffs at the very end. Didn't happen, but got a lot of people excited for what the two of them can continue to build on now going into 2023. And Nate, you had a chance out in Arizona to sit down with Willie Agata, who's just the happiest guy in the world. He is. And and like you said, Allie, the thing that stands out the most is usually midsummer acquisitions, especially at sporting, have have taken a little while to find their footing and to learn the system and to make an impact for the team. Won the case with Tommy Oregata. I mean, they hit the ground running, and Agata was incredible at scoring goals. Eight goals and ten starts for sporting. I mean, that's an incredible return. And so you almost fall into this idea that just, well, they're just going to pick up right where they left off. And uh, and both those guys told me, hey, look, man, there's been an off season. It's a new season. It's not just a continuation of what happened at the end of last year. But I had a fun conversation with Willie about what it was like acclimating to this team and, and how he was brought in by a group of players in his first time ever in the United States? Um, to be honest, like, me, I'm really excited, you know. Like, you know, getting to know the guys, you know, all like, you know, the last season, you know, just moving to a new team. But now, you know, we get to, you know, to know each other, you know, in the field, outside the field. We communicate, you know, more, you know. So I think it's going to be a great season, you know, because we have a lot of communication, you know, between ourselves. We joke together, you know. So we're really excited, and then that's it. You know, we're ready to go. Trust me. <laughs> Who's the best jokester on the team, in your opinion? Uh, in my opinion, I think Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did he give you a hard time right when you got to Kansas City? Like, how was it? What was it like when you first became friends with him? Uh, so he was like, you know, hey, bro, what's up? You ready? I was like, yeah. So you know me, I'm like kind of cool, but I see how he jokes with the, you know, with the young players, you know, especially <laughs> Dookie and Jay. He always make fun of them, you know. So it's good, you know, to have this, you know, big players, you know, the older ones, you know, trying to joke around with us, you know, we the younger players in the team, and we feel really comfortable with them, and then we feel like they're always, you know, trying to, you know, pull us through. And when it is time for business, you know, they're like really serious, unlike them, you know, in the dressing room. So yeah. it's exciting, you know, to have guys like him in the dressing room. I think it's funny, yeah. Yeah. So when you got to Kansas City, who was the first player to kind of bring you in and, and, and make you feel comfortable and at home here? Oh, to be honest, like all the guys, they are welcoming, you know. But, you know, you have some, you know, a couple of guys like Daniel, you know. He was like, boy, what's up? If you need something, you know, you can, you know, always talk to me. Morinos. He always, you know, check on me. Logan, you know. Yeah. Logan, he's, he's pretty cool also, you know. He always like, hey, boy, if you need something, you know. But, you know, Daniel, Logan, Morinos, and also with the rest of the guys, they're like, hey, boy, if you need something, you know, we're here. Don't hesitate, you know, to ask. And pretty, the locker room is always, you know, with good guys around. Trust me, they're always good guys around. They always want to help. And right now, you know, I'm hoping, you know, to be start helping other people, you know, like the new guys yeah. also in the team. <laughs> Do you feel like you're not one of the new guys anymore now that you've had a whole preseason and you're, you've got some, some games under your belt? Uh, to be honest, I, I really feel at home, you know. Like, after a couple of weeks, you know, I feel like, you know, bro, this is home, you know. All the guys, they're welcoming and... We start winning games and everything, you know, become normal. You know, we talk, we talk in the dressing room sometimes, you know, off the field. So I don't think I'm one of the new players anymore. I think I'm one of the oldest guys that can help other people, you know, if they need help also. You've got to have a lot of confidence yeah. after the <laughs> way that you scored, yeah, I mean, game after game uh, last season. How confident are you going into this season? Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not going to be, like, easy. I know it, but I think it's something that I should, you know, continue. And with the help of the team, just like last season, they, I tell you, the goal is just a bonus, but, you know, the workout, like, what we did, in the field, how we work, how we communicate to each other, you know. The guys, they always try to put me in a good position, you know. They try to help, you know. You can see, you know, the goals are always bonus, but the guys are always doing the job. I'm always there, you know, just to do the finishing, and mm -hmm. thanks for the all guys, you know. I think the glory should be returned back to them, because they really, for me, like, you know, it's them, you know, it's not all about me, you know, it's the team because one player cannot do all of this, you know, by himself. You can see it's crazy, you know. So thank God for the, all the guys who try, you know, to help me. And I'm hoping, you know, to continue just like the way, you know, last season went. And that's it. Just keep scoring, yeah. 
All right, so Ali, it was it was fun to talk to Willie. As you know, he's always got a smile on his face, and and I think all of us are just kind of expecting that. I don't know if he's going to score at the same rate that he did last year, but he's going to, I think, if he stays healthy, be a golden boot candidate by the end of the season. 100%. And, you know, I think what is so fun about Willie is not just like this kind of energy that he plays with. He's almost like a Labrador puppy in a lot of ways, just the way he carries himself. But he, it's like he, he couples that with this insane bravery around goal. I mean, it's just like this insatiable desire to put the ball in the back of the net. And so, so excited to see him back in 2023 and you know Alan Polito of course another big name who was listed as questionable on the injury report ahead of this game uh, the season opener on the road against Portland you know as he works his way back might start seeing some uh, interesting competition for that number nine spot but it's going to take the entire team it's going to take every single guy on this roster because as we know the 2023 season is going to be a long one you've got the regular season you've got the U.S. Open Cup You've got the playoffs. Oh, and by the way, another competition added into the mix for the first time, the League's Cup this summer. So there's going to be a lot of games. It's going to take the entire group. And, Nate, the playoff format announcement just came out, and it's got people feeling a number of different ways right now. I, I'm i a little on the fence, but how are you feeling about it? And can you run, run us through uh, the changes that Major League Soccer is making ahead of this year? Well, Ali is a person who's now getting paid by the game. I say more games, more games, more <laughs> games. That. And I don't have to run eight miles during the game the way the players do, so they <laughs> might want to come, uh, you know, stick a sock in my mouth that uh, shut me up here. But no, listen, I, I, it's, it's a little convoluted, to be honest with you. As soon as I read the format, it's like, wait, they're going to be a three-game series in the first round, and then it's a one-off after that single elimination, but there's also a play-in game the round before. It takes a little while to um, to contextualize it all, which means it's a little convoluted. But if you set that aside, I think it's going to be phenomenal drama. First of all, I do like the fact that there is clear incentives for trying to finish higher, higher, and higher up the standings. Home field advantage will exist for everybody that plays in this. So it, to me, there is incentive to try to you know do better in the regular season. The regular season does still matter, even though you can get in to the knockout or to the uh, to the playing game anyways, even as the number nine seed in your division. Um, I like, but that keeps more teams involved. You know that mm-hmm. that that puts sporting Kansas city with a season like last year still in the mix once they were good at the end of the year so and i think that the the three game series hey that means also that if you're a fan of your team and you make the playoffs you're getting a home game true you know as long as you make it to the real playoffs not the the playing game you're going to get a home playoff game and um i think fans i love home playoff games if i'm a fan i'm loving the fact that i get a guarantee of one of those so to me those are the positives um i like the fact that home field advantage still does exist in this thing because I do think that emphasizes the regular season as well. So, um, you know, look, it's, it's, it's a little weird. It's tough because you also have to learn a new set of playoff rules. It seems like every other year in this league. And I think sometime they're going to probably need to settle in on something a little bit more, uh, long-term. But in the meantime, I'm going to lean into the fun of this. I actually think it's going to be a really good time. I'm with you. Three playoff changes, though, in five years. Uh, This one going to be an interesting one. It'll be single elimination for the rest of the way after that three-game series. And, man, teams are going to hate each other Mm -hmm. by that third game. Um, But, hey, this weekend we are off and running uh, 2023 this MLS season is going to be one to remember for a number of reasons. Sporting Kansas City starts this thing off on the road at Providence Park in Portland, taking on the Timbers, 9.30 p.m. Central Time. You can watch that game on the new MLS season pass. Make sure to get that set up ASAP if you haven't already. And uh, be sure to tune in to our radio call as well. But for Connell McCourt, for Nate Bucati, I'm Allie Trost-Martin. Thank you so much for listening to this edition, the very first episode of the Sporting Kansas City Show 2023. Let's get it.